from 10 to 1. It's Dan Bongino. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. I uh, will tell you, as the uh, forecast there you heard, you're going to be seeing 70s all the way through Wednesday, Thursday. I uh, didn't say much about the upcoming weekend, but you better enjoy the mid-70-degree temperature that you're going to be seeing this week because it's probably leaving by the weekend with temperatures uh, dropping down into the low 60s for the upcoming weekend. And we could finally see our first frost. Here we are at midway through October. We haven't seen a frost yet. Yeah, it's a little uncommon. We'll take uh, nice weather as long as we can get it. We've been kind of in that sweet spot, you know? Mm-hmm. Mid-70s. Perfect. Mm-hmm. Mid 40s overnight, not too cold. It's chilly, but not too cold. And then during the day, where you, you know, if you're wearing pants, you're all right. You're wearing shorts, you're not going to freeze. You, you know, it's a good spot to be. Sweet spot. Had the um, Freedom Brewfests. Got to MC uh, that this past Saturday, Indian Creek Plaza. You enjoy yourself, buddy? It, what a fabulous day. Just absolutely beautiful, perfect day. Mm-hmm. and nothing else going on. College of Idaho football wasn't playing. Boise State football wasn't playing. So, of course, people looking for things to do that day, and uh, well I think they just jam-packed right into Indian Creek Plaza. <laughs> Everybody was uh, there. So had a great time um, talking with people, and uh, thanks to everybody who won uh, tickets. Congratulations. We gave away those tickets. Hometown breakfast on Friday. Have you recovered from uh, your big huge meal on uh, that was Friday a morning? big breakfast i'm not gonna lie well um i i had a pretty good run of losing lbs there and uh did not lose <laughs> any last week so is that know, i do all my, because of one day well it partially because of one day you know it didn't help yeah. all i'm saying no i that was I, a very trust i said trust me, can i, I have it. a three egg omelet and i'm pretty sure it was a six egg omelet <laughs> Um, and true to my word, I did take a uh, thermos home. I had leftovers. Did from you my really breakfast. take a thermos? Yeah, of I gravy? took a thermos of gravy home. I paid for a thermos of gravy. It's so good. I can't make gravy that good at home, and it's you know it's twenty five minutes from my house, so it's a long drive just to pick up gravy. So I I took it home and I made some for breakfast. Yesterday I say morning. it's worth the drive. Oh, it's so good. I say get in the car and go for the little drive on a you know on a on a on a morning. Get some fresh air. Go have some breakfast. Thank you to uh, Pork Belly for once again hosting us. Um, great morning, great breakfast. Another hometown breakfast coming your way again this coming Friday. This week we're going to be at Fast Eddie's on Eagle Road. And Fast Eddie's, of course, the only location in Idaho. As a matter of fact, the only location north of Las Vegas where you can get in to Earl of Sandwich. Earl of Sandwich located inside Fast Eddie's. And they have wonderful breakfast burritos. They have wonderful breakfast croissant sandwiches and of course they serve lunch and dinner also but uh it's all about the uh hometown breakfast and that's where we're going to be coming up this friday beginning at six o'clock fast eddies on eagle road one thing that they are doing now the, the idaho lottery begins selling their one million dollar raffle tickets these are the holiday raffle that they do every year mm-hmm. that sell out every single year and they begin going on sale first time you're going to have a chance to buy them is friday morning at fast eddies um, and you don't want to go anyplace else to get your tickets because this Friday, if you purchase three of the Idaho Lottery raffle tickets from Fast Eddie's, you will get a full case, an entire case of Marshmallow Limited Edition Coke or Dream World Limited Edition Coke. 
Really? Yes. A whole case. Three tickets. You buy three tickets, and you get a whole case of those two flavors of Coke products while they last Friday morning. All right. Knock it out, Mike. Guess what? I'm going to be getting my raffle tickets on Friday morning. (laughs) I will be getting my raffle tickets, too. I won't be drinking the sodas, but, uh, you know. You you don't have to, but you have I don't have you have to. kids at home and maybe they like sodas. Yeah, they might. Yeah. So anyway, that's going to be going on Friday. Make your plans. Fast Eddie's uh, beginning six o'clock. Um, now usually they open up at at six o'clock, um, and then Earl of Sandwich starts serving meals, uh, their food beginning at seven o'clock. Um, the last time we were there, however, uh, they opened up at like five thirty because they saw people in and they're like, ah, let's just open the doors. Let's do it. Yeah, they've got Krispy Kreme donuts. If you want to start your day with an energy drink, you can do that. And of course, uh, all sorts of different flavors of of hot. You're trying coffees. to hit me with Krispy Kreme donuts. I know. And soda. I know. Or breakfast. Yeah, I'm, I'm testing your resolve. Uh, testing yes. your resolve. Damn. Get after it there, buddy. Phone lines uh, are open, as usual, for a Monday morning. It is Bronco Monday. No game for the Broncos over the weekend. Um, but we will be talking about a very important game. Every game is important from here on out. This one especially. Um, Air Force absolutely destroyed Las Vegas. And Las Vegas... Um, was tied for first place in the other division. Vegas has looked better over the last couple of weeks, losing to both Air Force and San Jose State. San Jose State had looked pretty good, and they got beat by Fresno State. Now, my question was, and I didn't pay attention, because that was kind of a surprise to me, did Jake Hayner, the quarterback, was he back? Is that Because Jake Hayner's a difference maker for Fresno State. Sure. There's a huge drop-off from from him at quarterback to their next quarterbacks, and I was just curious if Hayner was back for this because that was kind of a surprising thing to me because I believe the game was at San Jose State, too. So it's... I'm going to look here real quick and see if I can get an answer to that question. I don't know if he played or not, to be honest. Yeah. But... Uh, I, I mean, it was a close game, but once again, they... They did. Hainer did not play. He did not play. No, so it that's was Logan Fife, the same dude that we saw. So he was twenty-two and thirty-two for two hundred thirty yards and a touchdown and a pick, but it was enough. Seventeen ten was the final score. Of that yeah, game. it was a very close game. Um, the UNLV game, I I thought that would be closer because UNLV have been playing really good this year. Um, they yeah. just got destroyed by Air Force, forty-two to seven. Well, again, you have to look at what Air Force does. <laughs> Air Force runs the football. That kid, Brad Roberts. Had four teeters in that game. Mm. He ran for 144 yards. They handed him the ball 30 times. Um, they only passed the ball three times the whole game. I mean, they, they didn't, just didn't kept, really need to. <laughs> no, they just kept running the football. It's what they do. Yeah, you, you know what you'll see when Air Force and Boise State play. There's going to be a lot of running the football. Heck, it might be the fastest game we've seen all year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you could be under two hours in this thing yeah. as much as boys, both teams are running the football. You honestly could just see a running clock the whole <laughs> way through. Nobody, I I expect Boise State will pass a little bit, but if we get 15, 20 passes out of Boise State, that's going to be a lot. If you see more than four passes for Air Force, it means they're behind. Yeah, I and I was just going to say, neither one of these two teams... If you see Boise State fall behind by two touchdowns or Air Force fall by behind by two touchdowns are in trouble which if either team falls behind they're in trouble because the thing they just shorten up the game and you got to stop them from rushing what was the uh i got to look up and see what the time of possession was in the air force unlv game because unlv passed 15 times in the game unlv did and they were getting smoked right Mm -hmm. 
They didn't have the ball at all. That's the problem. They yeah. ran, what, 35 plays the whole game? Yeah. 35? That's that's the problem. If you get behind Air Force, you, you got problems. Yeah. Because you're just not going to get the ball back that much because they'll keep the ball moving. So, um, should be a good game. Of course, uh, you'll hear it all here. Game time, or game is on Saturday once again. Um, and of course, oh, we, yeah. <laughs> we, we will be playing the game here. UNLV possessed the football for the entire game. 16 minutes for the game. For the entire game? 43 to 16. Time of possession. That's crazy. <laughs> That's crazy. Game once again Saturday afternoon at uh, five, and oh, uh, you'll hear all the action here on News Talk KBOI. Gets underway at two o'clock. Rick Worthington, Richie Bronco, will uh, give you the uh, Bronco game day beginning at two o'clock. Six fifteen. Let's get a check on what's going on with sports this morning. It is brought to you by Fat Guys Fresh Deli uh, locations in both. Meridian and East Boise, just off Gowan Road, get in today for lunch. They open up at 10.30. Big game yesterday was in Major League Baseball, playoff game. It was the Yankees and, uh, I wanted to say Indians, I'm sorry, Yankees and Guardians. One on and one out, and a one nothing lead in the top of the second. And the pitch is swung on, hit in the air to left field. Quan going back, oh, way back, that ball is gone! Wow! A two-run home run for Harrison Bader, and the Yankees have a three-nothing lead. Who? Harrison uh, Bader? Oh yeah, he's that. He's 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 their all-star. Um, no, I've never heard of him either. No, okay. Uh, the Yankees would go on to beat the Guardians by a score four to two and tie that series. So they will play today to decide who moves on. It's you know that's not bad. You like to have an elimination game? Well, today's that day. Uh, they will play at 5.07 p.m. local time on TBS. There is a game tomorrow. The unlikely winner of the Padres and Dodgers series. San Diego will be at home against Philadelphia. That game played tomorrow at 6 o'clock. That's there is Monday two, night football two tonight as well. winners there. I didn't, yeah. Did you think Philadelphia was going to beat the Mets? I did not think I they were going to beat. Uh, but here, here's the thing. Mariners fans... I have not seen a pitching performance like what you that, guys put is on. Is that crazy? 16 innings of scoreless baseball. 17. It was 17, yeah, you're right. Yeah, he won in the 18th inning. 17 innings, scoreless baseball. That was, that was phenomenal amazing. baseball. And the, Thank the you, future Seattle. is bright, Seattle. Thank future you, is Seattle. Bright. You gave uh, us a great year. I'm not super disappointed. Uh, you gave us a great year. Houston's a very good team. Yeah. Um, maybe the best. We'll find out. If they uh, make it to the World Series or not, but uh, thank you, Seattle. It was a very fun year. Let's talk NFL football next time around. KBOI News Time is six seventeen. Get six seventy KBOI on Alexa. First, say Alexa, enable the six seventy KBOI skill. Then, when you want to listen, say Alexa, open six seventy KBOI. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris live and local on News Talk KBOI. Albertsons Companies Incorporated and Kroger announced Friday that they have signed a pact to merge in a $24.6 billion deal, with Kroger buying all of Albertsons' outstanding stock. The Idaho Statesman reports Kroger is a big competitor, and that competition is a problem for the companies, as the merger must pass an antitrust review by federal regulators. 
Now, anticipating that, the company said they would spin off between 100 and 375 Albertson stores into a new company to alleviate concerns about excessive market concentration. They did not immediately say where those stores would be. Old Bronco uh, writes in, email Mike at KBOI.com. What happens to the naming rights on Albertson Stadium? That's a good question. I don't I, know. If, if Albertson's has not gone anywhere in the Treasure Valley, I don't think they have to change anything. No. Um, and, I mean, it depends on... They've got a contract that goes... I don't know how long the Albertson's naming right contract goes, but it's quite a while. So there's already a contract in place. Albertson's, as you just heard in that report... The name Albertsons isn't going to be going anywhere. No. Um, just like right now, Fred uh, Kroger has what three, four different grocery store chains under the Kroger banner. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, Albertsons will still be there. Plus, so as you heard in that report, they're going to have to to meet regulatory limits. They're going to have to have between one hundred to three hundred and fifty stores stay independently Albertsons outside of what Kroger takes over. My question is, I didn't realize between, there's almost 5,000 stores nationwide, and Iowa and Minnesota don't have any Kroger's, don't have any Fred Meyer's, don't have any Albertson's. I'm just curious as to why that is. Isn't that weird? Minnesota and Iowa, the only two states that don't have any stores from either one of the companies. I'm sure it has to do with supply chain issues. I mean, that would that, be my guess. Yeah, I would have I mean, thought that too. Like so, if it was Alaska or Hawaii, but I mean, it's it's Minnesota I mean, and Iowa in the middle of the country. It was the same in dealing with, uh, like, what's a good example? How about the In and Out Burgers? In and Out said for a long time they really wanted to be in the Treasure Valley. It's a matter of how are you going to supply Treasure Valley stores if you make a hamburger joint there? So In and Out Burger has been steadily, you know, moving down the corridor. And now they've got, you know, something that's, you know, that the store that moved to just this side of Utah. So, we yeah, got, Treasure Valley was next. Yeah, so two stores to, coming. But it's supply chain thing. Yeah. All right. Um, yeah, I was just curious when I saw that. Iowa and Minnesota. No Albertsons, no Fred Myers, no Kroger's. Kind of kind of weird, I thought. Mm-hmm. 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. If you can't tell, that is the voice of Rick Worthington, who is in for Chris Walton today. Um, he is feeling better, but uh, um, unfortunately, he uh, has pneumonia, we found out. Um, so he's dealing now with uh, dealing with pneumonia, although he is feeling better. It's still affecting him. Mm-hmm. So out at least, uh, it sounds like today and probably tomorrow, um, at least so I hope he's doing all right though and and Chris will will welcome you back just as soon as you can get here um especially me <laughs> no i'm 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 teasing of, of course but well you're, you're kind of teasing but no I, yeah, I mean I, I mean I, I don't I mind appreciate coming in you here helping and, uh out extra because I mean you're still having to do all your other duties um <laughs> on top of uh well it was easier last week so. because we didn't have Bronco football I wasn't trying to prepare four hours yeah. of pregame but you know we'll we'll be all right 208-336-3700. Ben Shapiro this afternoon at 1. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. Uh, remember, we're back in football action after a bye week. Kind of a timely bye week. Number one gets uh, people with nicks, bruises, and uh, hurt 
Owies uh, back feeling a little bit better. And Boise State also prepares for one of the most difficult offenses that they have to defense, and that is the Air Force uh, offense triple option. So um, very good time to have your uh, break and in which they get a, get a little extra practice. Air Force played on Saturday against UNLV. This Saturday afternoon, Bronco football, Colorado Springs, Taking on Air Force, Boise State is Bronco Game Day with Rick Worthington and Richie Bronco begins at noon, followed by Bronco Tailgate at 2. Bob Beeler, Pete Kavanagh, Bronco pregame at 4, followed by the action as Boise State takes on U.S. Uh, Air Force coming up Saturday at 5. Stick around after the game afterwards. Why is that important? Because Rick Worthington always picks the play of the game and the Rick Worthington play of the game, if you know what it is, Monday morning you'll have a chance to win a lock, stock, and barrel $50 gift certificate. Do we have one of those free. this week? Do we have a play of the game? Well, we could make one up. Uh, however, there was no real play of the oh, game. Oh, so, yeah. Unfortunately, no. Yeah. So, once again, News Talk KBOI, all the action. Today is Bronco Monday. Bob Beeler will be in with us coming up at about 8.35. We'll talk a little bit about the upcoming game and what to expect. That's coming up here this morning. Once again, with Bob Beeler at about 8.35. 35. Joe and Meridian uh, writes, Mike, at KBY.com. I hope they don't change Albertsons here in Boise. It is an icon. It has shaped the Treasure Valley, and the mm-hmm. remodeled newer stores are a breath of fresh air. I avoid Walmart grocery places. Dirty employees don't care. Winco has great prices, always the same, quick in and out. Um, Fred Meyer's expensive for what you get. I love taking out-of-towners to the Eagle Fairview store. Oh, yeah. We love the sweets, ready-to-eat food. Uh, just good, as good as area restaurants. There's a variety of things you can't find anywhere else. That That's funny that people here in Boise, you, you have visitors out of town. Do, do, do you take them, you know, for a ride up to, say, Bogus Basin to see the city of Boise? Uh, no, do you take them to the zoo? No, you take them to Albertson's Marketplace on Fairview. Because of how amazing the store is. It's a joke that I like to play on uh, people when they come to town. So, well, where do you want to go to dinner tonight? Say, yeah, I don't know. I'm kind of feeling like this, kind of feeling like that. Can't decide. So, all right, let's go to Albertsons. Well, you, we going to cook dinner at home tonight? No, 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 no. no we're going. No, to we're going to Albertsons. Just, Crazy. just sit down in the car and you'll understand when we get there. And it's like, oh, I have wow, actually I've never known seen people. This before who have used Albertsons for their date night. Because you can go and sit in the bar. Yeah. They have a full bar yeah. at this Albertsons Marketplace. So they go, they have dinner, they sit there, and, and they have drinks, and it's date night at Albertsons, which is just absolutely crazy. But it's it's a really cool place, so I get it. Yeah. It's not, you know, it's not a romantic date. No. But, you know, well, if you want to get... It depends on. If you want to just get, a you know, some good barbecue and then take some kettle corn home for dessert, you could do that. Oh, their kettle corn is so good. Yeah, it is. It really is. Um, Jill, they're it's the devil. Everybody. They're just. It's, I. I, yeah. I don't see any way, shape, or form that in, in how they're going to change Albertsons here in Boise. You're going to have Albertsons because this is Joe Albertsons' hometown. It's where Albertsons began. Um, and like I said earlier this morning when we were talking about this, um, number one, there's going to have to be 100 to 350 stores that are spun off that will be operating independently of Kroger as Albertsons because it gives them too many stores. Right. So they're going to have to spin off yeah. a group of those stores anyway. Plus, if you look at Fred Meyer right or Kroger right now, they operate, you know, I think three or four different grocery stores uh, under different names. Now, it's, yeah, a, Kro- it's Smiths, a Kroger brand. Yeah. It's Bel Air. It's, there's several of them. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm familiar with Meyer's those. Fred Meyer is the big one. Fred Meyer is the big one. Smith's is the one that you'll find in Nevada. 
Bel Air is the one you'll find in California. Having lived in both those places, I know that they're affiliated. Yeah. So they when they when they bought them, they didn't you know change right. the name to Fred Meyer. They kept their name. So you're you're still going to see Albertsons. Um, I ninety nine point nine percent sure here in the Boise area. That Could, would be my guess. As yeah. Well. It, about the only thing it's probably going to change. It may change. You know the Boise's uh, or Boise is home office for Albertsons. So that may change somewhat. They won't need, you know, the the head offices here in the, in the Boise area anymore because Kroger will be taking over. 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. Uh, stock market is up this morning. That's good news, um, although it's way ahead of the opening. Um, we'll talk with Jeremiah Bates here on the way in about 25 minutes. Plus, don't forget, we've got another chance for you to win some prizes. The Casper and Chris, damn near impossible question. $50 Huck House gift certificate on the way shortly. Right now, though, it's time for another check on sports. Brought to you by Fat Guys Fresh Deli. Two locations to choose from. Lots of different sandwiches to choose from. Over 30, as a matter of fact. So check them out before you head on out so you know what you want before you get there. FatGuysFreshDeli.com. Never trust a skinny sandwich. Seattle Seahawks playing on Sunday. Underneath handoff to Walker. Cuts back outside to the 10. Stiff arms a man to the 5. He's in! Touchdown, Seahawks! Call on Seahawks Radio Network and what you heard right here on News Talk KBOI. Kenneth Walker the third with an eleven yard touchdown. The he's, Seahawks he's took a good. nineteen to nine lead over the Cardinals in the fourth quarter at that point, and then that would be the final score as well. What happened to the Cardinals offense? Kyler Murray looks bad. I yeah, I just I don't, don't know what's going on there. I don't think with uh who is it that's he comes back this week, their uh wide receiver who was suspended. Oh, for Hoskins. First, yeah. Um he comes back this week. I just don't think they have any receivers that are any good right now. Uh, can't get any separation. We'll, yeah, we'll remain it'll remain to be seen what happens when uh he comes back um this week. He's allowed to come back this week. What I, what what just frustrates me is um, you know, the Mariners lose this weekend and the freaking Seahawks keep winning, and I want them to lose. <laughs> They're tied for first place in <laughs> NFC West, and it's like, what's going on? However, uh, they have five starters, rookies, that are starting for Seattle. This may be one of Seattle's best drafts ever. So the Seahawks win a game. Mike Casper, for whatever reason, is upset. Okay. I, I am. I want them to lose this year so they can get to the rebuild quickly. Don't finish 8-8. Eight and eight. Get one of the top two picks and get a good quarterback and... They're screwing that up. KBOI News Time is 647. Listen to KBOI online. Go to KBOI.com and click the Listen Live button. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. Dow Futures up 335 points. Head of the opening here in about half an hour. Jeremiah Bates with us. On the way in just about 20 minutes, we'll talk about what's affecting the stock market back above 30,000 right now. So we'll see what's going on today. Uh, Also on the way, coming up after 8 o'clock, Casper and Chris, damn near impossible question. It's brought to you by Berkshire Hathaway Home Services, Silverhawk Realty, looking to purchase a house. Is it a good time to buy a house as of right now? Well, the best time to buy a house was five years ago. In five years, the best time will be to buy a house right now. Call today, 208-888-4100. 28. Our question today, this congressman is the only person who was the parent of and the child of a United States president. 
Who is this person? If you know the answer, we've got a $50 gift certificate to give you to Huck House Brunchette, where you can try out their cinnamon roll bread pudding. Once again, be ready to call coming up after 8 o'clock to win. Drive home live and local with Nate Shellman this afternoon at 3. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. Good morning and welcome to a Monday. Thanks for listening in. Rick Worthington filling in for Chris Walton, who's out uh, probably for another couple of days, feeling better, but... Under the weather still, so Rick filling in, uh, 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. If you want to uh, weigh in this morning, you can also email us, mike at kboi.com. Don't email Chris, he's not here today. You can text us, same as our main number, 208-336-3700. Um, no name on this one, uh, mike at kboi.com. Did I hear a story correctly? They're taking pets from Florida and bringing them here. To me, that would be more devastating than losing my house. I would need my dog in those times of need more than ever. Maybe I don't know the whole story, but what I did hear is sad and not good for anybody. I did have that story last week in regards to pets who were missing or homeless after Hurricane Ian. They're not taking people's no, pets no, no, from no. them. They, no, these are pets that are these don't are, have any place to go. Yeah, these, these are strays that were not chipped that... The biggest problem is they had so many animals that they had nowhere to put them right. all. And so Idaho shelters volunteered to bring in some of those animals because we have space. Some of them went to Treasure Valley. Some of them went to other parts of Idaho. But it's very much a need to find some place to, to house those strays until they you know have a forever home. And uh, yeah, they're unfortunately, not, they're not taking anybody's pets away. These are no. pets that, you know, they can't find their owners. And I mean, they've, they're just out of room, so they have to do something with them. And, you know, better than to have them adopted by somebody else than, you know, having to put them under. Yeah, nobody wants to have to put the animal down. No. And that inevitably is what happens when you have too many animals and nobody coming to claim them. Uh, so this is very much a good thing that uh, Treasure Valley shelters have stepped up in order to bring those animals in and find them a home. And, and most of them are, you know, adopted fairly quickly. Yeah. Another interesting story coming out of Florida has to do with uh, electronic vehicles. Top Florida state official has warned that firefighters have had to battle a number of fires caused by electric vehicle batteries that were waterlogged from Hurricane Ian. Hmm. EV batteries that have been waterlogged in the wake of the hurricane, um, they start corroding, and that led to unexpected fires and explosions, according to Jimmy uh, Petronas, the state's top financial officer and fire marshal. said, that's a new challenge for our firefighters that we haven't had to face before, at least on this kind of scale. Hmm. Uh, published video of firefighters in Naples, Florida, battling a fire, started from a Tesla EV's battery. Bystander is overheard in the video saying that the crew had used... Hundreds and thousands of gallons of water attempting to put the fire out, but to no luck. Really? Didn't even think about that. Um, we've heard about if these if these batteries start on fire, it's hard to put them out. Water, yeah. you, you, you think you got them out, and then all of a sudden they they start on fire again. I don't know how prevalent the problem is, but um, just the fact that there are more EV vehicles around right now, and you have you know, these vehicles who were flooded and now 
as corrosion starts to go in, as things start to dry out, then they're starting on fire. Off-air on Friday, Rick and I kind of had an off-air bet in which I won. Again. (laughs) We talked about uh, the fact that the January 6th House committee had voted unanimously to subpoena President Trump. We talked about that on Friday. And one of the things we said, you know, because uh, here on the radio during the Nate Showman show, David Leroy, former attorney general from Idaho, former lieutenant governor, he's um, also been in front of the Supreme Court. He's currently a lawyer, was asked if he was Trump's lawyer, what he would advise. He said, well, I would advise him basically, you know, putting words in, in the mouth here. I don't have the exact quote to keep his mouth shut. <laughs> and I, Rick and I were talking about this off air and I go, you know, he wants to, he wants to testify. He's dying to get in front of these people. Sure enough, later that day, Trump has told advisors that he wants to testify to the January 6th committee. Mm-hmm. However, only if uh, it happens to be live. Yeah, if it's a, if it's if it's televised and it's live, he'll do it. Wow. Some of his aides appear not to be enthusiastic about that idea. <laughs> One advisor said bluntly, "He should not do this." Yeah, you think? <laughs> you think? If Trump testifies, he would have to do so under oath, risking perjury charges if he were to lie. That's according to one of his advisors. And that was, that was the thing that we talked about. It's like when, when you're under oath, just because you have him there, you know, for the January 6th hearings having to do with the January 6th insurrection at the uh, nation's capital, other questions can be asked of Trump during this time oh, yeah. that don't have anything to do with January 6th that he may not want to tell people about right. once you Mar-a-Lago, get him under oath. Yeah, yeah once you get him under oath that um you know if, if you don't take the fifth well he'll still have a lawyer there with him that hopefully he would listen to why he was under oath kicking him under the table you, know, you are not going to answer that question Shush. nope <laughs> don't, don't you don't you do it i'll leave that's the problem and that's the thing that i brought up when you were you and i were talking about this off the air on friday i, I it's like yeah. he just you know he he doesn't always take his advisor's advice he doesn't take advice from his lawyers. That would be the risk, that he gets a question that upsets him so much that he goes, nope, I'm answering this question. You know, I, I got to believe that that might be the biggest problem that Donald Trump has had in in business as well as in politics, is he just has too many people around him that are yes men. I've, we've seen lots of examples of that with other folks as well, where sometimes in order to be a good businessmen in order to be good at whatever you do in life you have to have somebody that is willing to stand up to you and maybe it's your significant other i mean maybe that's coming from home you know where somebody can just say hey look you're going too far <laughs> do, you need do, to listen to me do you get the impression this. he listens to his wife i don't get the impression that he listens to anybody he just he's got an inner voice and that's the one he listens to and it served him well in many occasions. It's not like that's never worked for him, you know? Yeah. He's he's been a very successful business person. He's been 
successful in becoming president of the United States. I, I get all that, but yeah, I would think at some point you just have to have that one person that you'll listen to. 208-336. Tone you down a little bit, you know. 3700. Your thoughts if you want to weigh in, you can email Mike at KBOI.com. Get a uh, check on sports once again for you this morning. It's brought to you by Fat Guys Fresh Deli. Two locations to serve you, and they're open every day beginning at 1030. So if you go to work early like we do and you want to take an early lunch, guess what? Both locations in East Boise and in Meridian open at 1030 Monday through Saturday. There were some good NFL games played yesterday. Of course, the big one was in Kansas City, where the Kansas City Chiefs were taking on the Buffalo Bills. This was really the best team in the AFC against the next best team in the AFC, and nobody could really say going into the game which was better than the other, but we do now. Mahomes takes, has a pocket, gets away to the right a little bit. He fires downfield. It is picked off, picked off at the 20-yard line, intercepted by the Bills, picked off by Darren Johnson. He goes down right there, and the Bills have the football. Bills got the football back at the end of the ball game. Patrick Mahomes not able to take his team down the field. A couple of knees later, the Bills beat the Chiefs on the road 24-20. to A big a good, win for the Bills. It was a great game. football good, game. Good it game. really was. Uh, Vaughn Miller was terrific in that game. He had a couple of sacks. Uh, Josh Allen also had a couple of things to say about playing in Kansas City. At the end of the day, it's loud for the defense, too. Um, so you can spin it both ways. But um, you know, as long as we, we trust each other, giving the certain call, um, communicating well within the offensive line and the tight ends, um, it's hard for, for those guys to make checks and, and hear things, too. So, um, yeah, it is what it is. got got to find a way to win. Which team needs a wide receiver the best or the most? The most. Who needs a wide receiver? I mean, um, maybe watching, Green Bay. Uh, Green Bay needs Green Bay needs a lot. They need something. Yeah. Um, well, I give you Carolina Panthers wide receiver uh, Robbie Anderson, who was <laughs> thrown off the sideline yesterday by his coaches. He says he didn't know why he was taken out of the game. I have no idea, you know. But you know, one thing I do, and I always stand on and continue to do, is I give my all and everything that I do with this game, you know. Apparently, there was the disagreement on the sideline. He went to the coach. His, his assistant coach and said something to the effect of why am I not playing on third down? Yeah. And you know, I get, he wants to win ball games, uh, but he had a confrontation with the coach and the coach said, you're done. Go to the locker room, throw him off the sideline, took his helmet away. And uh, Robbie Anderson, <laughs> he's, he's not a bad receiver, but he's not getting the ball most likely because they don't have a quarterback that's worth a darn right now. <laughs> but Anyway, it, it looks like Robbie Anderson isn't going to be with the Carolina Panthers for very long. And I'm just thinking there are some teams out there that really need a spark. Maybe bringing him in would be the worst thing in the world. I know there's a guy in Green Bay that really needs wide receivers. <laughs> KBY News Time is 717. Time for the Morning Market Report. Powered by CapEd Credit Union. Keeping you informed about your money before the market opens. Sponsored by Tree City Advisors. On News Talk, KBOI, Boise. Well, the uh, stock market, at least uh, for the futures, ahead of uh, seven minutes ahead of the opening, looking pretty good, up almost 400 points on the Dow. All three of the indexes are up. Um, Jeremiah, uh, any news uh, on why that is happening, or is this possibly looking ahead to things coming out this week? 
Yeah, I mean, it's it's a little bit of both, right? So, obviously, last week was a roller coaster. I mean, we saw, I mean, on Thursday alone, we saw an over 1,500-point intraday swing for the Dow Jones Industrial Average. That was the largest intraday move that we've seen since March of 2020, the sixth largest that we've seen in a 10-year period. So, last week was very turbulent, but you got to remember, there was two big items that were moved off the table at least in the eyes of Wall Street. And it was the inflation print of last month. That's gone. And now the the expectations of what the Federal Reserve is going to do in their next meeting based on that inflation number. That's essentially off the table. So you have two big market moving items that have now been removed. So expectations can kind of sort of be set. So now there's a little bit more, I wouldn't say certainty, but a little bit more clear direction that you could look at. Now all eyes are going to be set on earnings. Now this kicks off, uh, I mean, last week essentially kicked it off, but we're having 60, 60 companies out of the 500 in the S&P 500 that are scheduled to release uh, reports this week. Uh, now, last week, you had JP Morgan, Wells Fargo, your big banks. They reported solid earnings, so that provided a little bit more optimism for investors. Today, you have Bank of America that released better than expected uh, results, even though they weren't tremendous, but in pre-market, it's up 4.5%. We also got some big technology uh, names reporting this week, too, to include Netflix, Tesla, IBM. So nothing, nothing in the realm of uh, big swinging economic data. Like, like we saw last week with the consumer price index. However, you all eyes are going to be set on these inflation numbers. Now, it's been beating expectations thus far, but what I'm really curious to see is how the technology sector holds up because obviously if you look at the, the tech-heavy NASDAQ, that's been getting beat up the most. So kind of assumption is that when we have a very high interest rate, when we have a, a rising interest rate environment, that usually weighs down on performance of your technology stocks. It's going to be curious to see how that carries over into their earnings reports as well. So certainly the what's on the docket this week, it is earnings. Eyes will be set on earnings reports. Uh, we do have a little bit of econ economic data. It's going to be heavy in housing housing data, which obviously we'll, we'll keep eyes on because the you know Treasure Valley market, Idaho market, that uh, saw some significant gain. And obviously you see reports of it dropping down. So we'll see how that carries over this week. But in, in my opinion, it's, it's eyes set on earnings. All right. And as I mentioned, it looks like we're going to be up Across all the indexes, 400 points to the good on the Dow as we get ready to open up here in just a couple minutes. We'll find out if it stays that way with an update in about an hour from you, and then we'll talk to you again tomorrow morning. Thanks, gents. For your Google Play, simply say, hey, Google, play 670 KBOI. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. Do you like Journey? I'm a big fan. Big fan of Journey. Sure. You like concerts? I do. Journey is coming to Boise, just announced. Oh, man. They will uh, be here coming up on April 13th of next year. Journey will be uh, pairing along with Toto. There's a, there's a prom. It's a blast from the past <laughs> kind of concert. There's a prom concert for you. Tickets go on sale this Friday morning to the general public at 10 a.m. Uh, Journey will be at Extra Mile Arena, so you'll be able to pick it, uh, purchase your tickets through Extra Mile Arena box office or Ticketmaster. I've seen Journey with three different lead singers. Steve Perry, Steve Perry, still by far the best. I like it when Steve Perry shows up randomly at San Francisco Giant Games where he's a season ticket holder. And they start to play Don't Stop Believing 
you know, somewhere around the mm-hmm. eighth inning. Yeah. And Steve Perry stands up in his seat and starts <laughs> waving at people and singing along with it. And everybody's like, ah, I think that's Steve Perry. A little fatter version of Steve Perry than I remember, but little, sure is. Great. I, I saw a video of him uh, on the weekend. He's working on a new album. He's got gray hair now. He is? Yeah. Uh, by the way, did you know to- um, Journey has a new album? 20? What is this? Uh, first new album in 11 years. It's called Freedom. I did not know that they had a new album coming out. No, yeah. I didn't. New I, album. I really think that the the kid that they have singing now does a remarkable job oh, sounding I, I, just like Steve yeah. Perry, though. I, I admit that they found a, a great lead singer to take place for Steve Perry. But uh, still, um, one of the best concerts I ever went to was in California when they were playing outdoors. Uh, it was called Mountain Air. And I actually, somewhere in that video, I am in that video. Really? My wife and I at the time were in the third third row. We, well, we holy cats. giving away tickets, and you can just see a flash of us She's sitting on my shoulders in that uh, girl can't help it video back from the eighties. <laughs> That's my kind of my claim to fame, I guess. Well, two zero eight three three six thirty seven hundred pound six seventy on your Verizon wireless. If you want to weigh in this morning, um, Kent writes in. What is going on with your show? Please explain why Chris is out and announce your long term uh, intentions. Chris is not out. Chris is uh, Chris. Sick. He is out. Well, he's not. He's, he's not, out today. He thinks he's out forever. Oh no, 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 no! Chris is out sick. We've been telling you that all week. Last week he was uh, out sick. Didn't feel well. Didn't have a voice. Um, he has pneumonia, so he is dealing with that. Hopefully, that, he's over, getting over it. That's all it is. He's feeling better. Um, hopefully, he'll probably be out today and tomorrow. He's got a doctor's appointment tomorrow. Announce your long-term intentions, Mike Casper. <laughs> that is, jerk Worthington going to be on the show? No. Not listening. No. It's all right. Hey. Chris will be back, um, but he just hasn't been feeling very good, and he's been out for medical reasons. It's not a permanent thing, so don't be freaking out. Nope. Don't freak out. There you go. It's going to be all right. Hopefully, that sets it to record. Rick Worthington is just filling in for Chris Walton. Chris Walton will be back. More than likely, my I mean, guess as, would be sometime As far this as week. I know. As far as you know what? As, as far as I know, I won't be filling in any time more than today and tomorrow. Yeah. So there as you go. As far as you know, too. As far as I know, too. That's that's all. I thought he would be back today, uh, but uh, apparently he's dealing with uh, the effects of pneumonia. That's why he's not here. That's the only reason why he's not here. Last check sports today. I'll tell you what's happening today in sports. There are two things you need to know. There is a baseball game being played today. It'll be the Yankees taking on the Guardians today around 5 o'clock. That game will be on TBS. It is a decider to see who goes on to play the Astros in the ALDS, or ALCS, excuse me. The other thing you need to know is there is a football game on tonight. The Chargers taking on the Denver Broncos. I don't know if Russ is starting today or not. Sounds like he is. He said he was, yeah. I mean, just because he said he is doesn't mean he is. You know who the backup is? That would be Brett Rippon. I would like to see Brett Rippon, see if he can do any better than Russ, because he can't do any worse. Brett Rippon would be the starter tonight if Russ couldn't go. So I'm hoping, for our sake, we get to see Rip cook a little bit instead of see Russ try to cook, which he hasn't <laughs> yeah. been doing lately. He, he hasn't cooked so far this year, that's no. for sure. So those are your two big games today. Baseball playoff game, Yankees, Guardians, Monday Night Football, 
Broncos at Chargers. Both could be pretty good, so you can flip around on the channel today. KBOI News Time, 747. The Great One, Mark Levin, tonight at 7. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. If you want to get in, uh, please feel free. You can also email Mike at KBOI.com. Don't email Chris. He's out sick. Once again, sick. He's going to be coming back. Don't worry. Um, don't forget Saturday afternoon, Bronco football is back. Man, I, get, I, I hate it when we have a bye week because I don't get to watch football. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're back this week. It was a good time for a bye week. Hopefully uh, get to help some of the hurts and owies going on. Plus, they get to start practicing for that triple auction of uh, Air Force. Bronco game day with Rick Worthington and Richie Bronco gets underway at noon, followed by Bronco tailgate at 2. Bob Beeler, Pete Cavender of Bronco pregame. 4 o'clock, all the action then. Boise State taking on U.S. Air Force at 5. Stick around after the game for the post game because Rick Worthington will choose the play of the game. Why is that important? Because every Monday after a game, we give you a chance to win a $50 gift certificate to Lock, Stock, and Barrel if you know that play of the game. And the only way to know that play of the game is listen to the post game after the game. So make sure you do that and be ready to win coming up here on Monday morning. Emails, Mike at KBOI.com. Uh, Frank writes in, uh, Mike, I don't like how you refer to EVs as electronic vehicles. Yes, they are electric. Call them electric. Do not call them electronic. If you wonder why, please look up the definition of electronic versus electric. <laughs> Frank, I'm sorry I peed in your Cheerios this morning. Hey, I just, misspoke. It's electric, not electronic. I get it. I just I just misspoke. Just get right. Okay. Just misspoke. I'm just sorry. Get right. Sorry I peed in your Cheerios. There. Apologize. Fed up rights. January 6th committee has been trying to tie Trump to the violent riot by saying he knew that something was going to happen. Okay, so what if Trump did know something was going on, going to happen? What was he supposed to do? Stand up in front of them and wave his arms? All kinds of radical political people do all kinds of radical political stunts. It's not the first time, certainly won't be the last. It's clearly smoke and mirror tactics to keep our eyes off the prize. Otherwise, we won't be talking about the nuclear threat from North Korea going on right now and not which is a real threat, or which is a real threat um, to our country. That's from Fed Up. There you go. Fed Up is... It will be, oh. inter- it will be interesting to see. Will Donald Trump agree to testify to the January 6th committee? He's been subpoenaed. He Man, has, I hope he so. He has to appear. I mean, it, it, it's, it's the law. He has to, he has to appear. He, he can say, no, nah, I'm not going to appear, but then you know, he can be held in contempt. Now he can't appear and take the fifth, which that is legal to do. Absolutely, he could do that. But I don't I don't think he would want to do a live primetime, or you know, maybe not primetime, but I, I can't imagine that he would agree to testify and have them put it on live television so he could just plea the fifth. He has something he wants to mm-hmm. say. And I, you and I were talking about this on, on Friday, and I said... You know, his advisors, his lawyers, every single one of them is probably going, you can't go in front of this committee. You can't say what you want to say because there's so much stuff that could come back and bite you. And I, I said, I think he wants to. I, I don't know if he's going to listen to his advisors. If he's smart, he probably would. But I think, I really think he wants his hour or two in front of the committee to say what he wants to say and mm-hmm. damn anything else that comes out of it. Yeah, I think you're right. 
I think he does, but I just I can't believe that he would have the poor judgment to do that. In my opinion, poor judgment. I mean, he he goes the opposite way sometimes. Yeah. He just he, he, he goes against the flow and say what you want. Trump's his own man. Yeah, it's worked yeah. for him a lot of times. Nobody questions his toughness. I mean, he might be insane. He might not. Nobody's going to question his toughness. 208-336-3700, pound 670 in your Verizon wireless. You want to get through? Um, if you're on the line right now, stay right where you're at. I promise we'll get to you after news coming up here at the uh, top of the hour. Be a part of the show at 336-3700 or toll-free 1-800-529-KBOI. Now, back to Casper and Chris on News Talk KBOI. Casper and Chris, damn near impossible question on the way here in 20 minutes. We have a $50 gift certificate we're giving away to Huck House Brunchette. Uh, you can enjoy their cinnamon roll bread pudding. It's delicious, among uh, a lot of other great items. A lot of food for $50. All you have to do is answer our question today, brought to you by Berkshire Hathaway Home Services, Silverhawk Realty. If you think it's time for you to finally get into a house with house prices dropping and interest rates going up, Berkshire Hathaway can help you out. All you have to do is call today, 208-888-4128. Our question, this U.S. congressman is the only person who was the parent of and the child of a United States president. Parent of and child of a U.S. president. Who is this person? If you know the answer, stick around. 20 minutes. You'll be able to call 208-336-3700 and win. Tonight at 10, it's Michael Knowles. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. Good morning and welcome to the 8 o'clock hour. Phone lines are open, 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon Wireless. Toll free from wherever you might be listening this morning at 1-800-529-5264. Remember, you can always email us, Mike at KBOI.com. Don't email Chris. He's out for a few more days, uh, still sick. Rick Worthington uh, filling in until Chris is back. You can also uh, text us, same as our main number, 208-336-3700. Matt in Middleton, uh, thanks for being patient this morning. You're on News Talk KBOI. Good morning to you. Good morning. Hey, you you commented on, do you think uh, Trump will actually go through with the actual um subpoena i don't think he will and the only reason i think that is because pretty sure jim jordan will come over there and talk to him and tell him i can't move forward with the sham impeachment process and prosecuting these these people who put this together if you go and testify you need something like a as someone as trump not to be able to testify this way you can actually put in the paper and make sure that he can go after the people who put the sham investigation together the problem that I see there, though, is that a subpoena from Congress is a legal document. That well, he has, he he has. That's the nice thing about being a president. You are granted certain uh, presidential powers, and one of those things is you don't have to testify in, in one of those investigations whatsoever. And that, if, you, if um, you're president, still though, right? Yeah. I mean, and, you're not president anymore. That doesn't it doesn't work that way. Now it's it's even after the fact. Really? Okay. Yeah, and that is so. Yeah. One of the legal things that even David Leroy said that will have to be figured out in court is: can they make him testify in Congress? Is the subpoena legal because he was president at the time that this took place? So we we don't necessarily know. This could be more than likely. This is going to be going to court to figure out 
whether or not a sitting president who was sitting at the time can be called. Well, you don't have to worry about all that if he decides he wants to do it. Yeah, that's true, too. You know, and I don't think they I don't think they look at it as a sham or any kind of, you know, they they like their investigation. They they think it's legitimate. I understand you don't. And that's fine. But, you know, they they think they're on the up and up. Thank um, you for the call, so, man. What was that? You're, you're, uh, so I just wanted to fill in there. You know, uh, I I do uh, think this is a bogus thing, and especially going against a, a president, uh, in, in incredibly a former president as well, um, on how they are pursuing this investigation. I don't think it was constitutionally justified, nor do I think it was uh, – legally acceptable however obviously the rules keep getting changed every moment we have an every day in office so hopefully that'll change in november thank you gentlemen thank you very much for the call well, appreciate it you know if people don't like it that is the one thing you can do is when an election comes up you can fire you know your your congressman um that's what it's there for if you don't like the way the country is being run if you don't like the shape that the country is in Make sure and go to the polls, second Tuesday in November. It's not only your uh, job, I'll be here late not that only your right, it's your, it's, your, it's your job. It's your duty. Yeah, I'll be here. I'll, I'll be here when they start to tabulate all the, all the votes, when they, they start giving us some results. I'll be here. Mm-hmm. It'll take a while, I'm guessing. Uh, Kent writes in, this entire January 6th committee has been nothing but more harassment of President Trump that began before he took oath of office. D.C. hates Trump so badly because he has come the closest to exposing the slump and all the illegalities that exist on both sides of the aisle by many career politicians, their family, staff, and many within the FBI, DOJ, and the multitudes of lobbyists. That's from Kent. Uh, Misunderstood writes in, uh, I think you guys missed my point last week about being left in the dark about elections. I blame the media. Not my fault. I would love to be more informed. It seems I need to pay for TV if I wish to be informed. I watch local news. I listen to your program and station for information, and there has been very little mentioned about any elections. Yes, some, but not uh, as much, and no campaign commercials except for Crapo. In my world, that is it. So how do I decide if that's all I get to see and those are my choices? Well, he is making a, a very good point. Here's part of the problem and i think you'll understand in idaho where it's a very republican heavy state most of the campaign money is spent on the primary so when you get towards november if you feel like you got it locked up you don't really have to spend the money you have to spend money getting into november so the campaign spots they played before the primary and misunderstood, I, I would still still tell you that it is up to you to be informed, and there are other places to be informed. So if you're interested in being for, informed about things going on in Idaho, go to voteidaho.gov. That, can, that will give you all the details, all the information about um, what is up for, who is up for election, what is up for election, what you'll be voting on when it comes to uh, second Tuesday. We're, we're just three weeks away from tomorrow. Tell you what vote, I saw. VoteIdaho.gov. You can get a lot of information here about voting issues in Idaho. I think on almost every single street corner in Meridian, I've seen a Ammon Bundy sign planted. Sometimes multiple in the same intersection. It's like Starbucks. I finally saw 
my first Brad Little campaign sign side of the road somewhere on uh, Meridian Road. Mm-hmm. No, I'm sorry. It was Linder. Somewhere on Linder, I finally saw my first Brad Little sign. But there are hundreds of Ammon Bundy signs out there. And I, I realize that Ammon Bundy isn't going to get a lot of the moderate vote. He's going to get a lot of the... What, what's the what's the best way to is there he'll get the he's gonna he'll get, get some conservative vote yeah he won't he get all he of will them. i hope brad little isn't taking it too lightly because it feels like he's taking it very lightly they have bowling they know that it's not going to be close i don't think it's going to be close you know in most campaigns across the united states if you have two conservatives in one election and a Democrat and the conservative vote is split in some way, shape or form. Democrat wins. Yeah. That was usually the way that won't happen in this state. I mean, we've seen that in presidential elections yeah. as well. I mean, Ross Perot and he was in, it kind of split the conservative and, vote. And, and keep in mind, Ammon Bundy is an independent. Yes. Not running as a Republican. That's He's correct. running as an independent, but as a conservative yeah. independent. 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. Uh, we've got Casper and Chris. Damn near impossible question on the way next, right after we get to Bronco Sports today. Remember, if you missed any part of Casper and Chris this morning, check out their podcast on the KBOI app or on KBOI.com. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. All right, Casper and Chris, damn near impossible question brought to you by Berkshire Hathaway Home Services, Silverhawk Realty. Any and all interest you have in real estate, doesn't matter if you're buying, selling, maybe you want to invest, call today, 208-888-4128. They will help you out. Locations throughout the Treasure Valley, Sun Valley, and Idaho Falls. Brian is going to get first crack at our question today. $50 gift certificate to Huck House Brunchette, Glenwood and State. Brian, this United States congressman is the only person in history who is the parent of and child of a United States president. Who is this U.S. congressman? John Adams, John Quincy Adams. That is not it. Keep tr- uh, keep, <laughs> keep trying, Brian. Keep trying. Uh, Jeremy. That's a good guess. Jeremy. Once yeah. again, this U.S. congressman, the only person who was the parent of and the child of a United States president. Who is it? John Scott Harrison. What was that? John Scott Harrison. John Harrison was William Henry Harrison's son and Benjamin Harrison's father. Oh, my goodness. William was our ninth president, Benjamin our 23rd president, and yes, that is the official correct answer. Congratulations. Nice job. Yeah, you, uh, Jeremy, now have a $50 gift to get to Huck House Brunchette. Look at the big brain on Jeremy. <laughs> You're stealing my lines, man. Hold on hold on the line there. We'll get some information from you. Um, once again, all this week, we're giving you a chance to uh, get your Huck House brunch at gift certificates, $50 gift certificates every morning for the Casper and Chris. Damn near impossible question. Hang on the line. It is Bronco Monday, game day, back again this Saturday after having a week off, a bye week. Bob Beeler will be with us. Right after bottom of the hour news, we'll be talking about the upcoming game this week. We'll get some inference onto what the football team is looking like, what the Mountain West is looking like now after the bye week. 
Is Boise State in charge of their own destiny? We'll find out. Bob Beeler will be with us next for Bronco Monday. This is Bronco Monday. The ball is caught for a Bronco touchdown. We'll discuss the most recent Boise State game and discuss the upcoming schedule. Now here's Mike Casper, Chris Walton, and the voice of the Broncos, Bob Beeler, on your flagship for Bronco football, News Talk, KBOI. Chris Walton's still feeling uh, under the weather and uh, is out. Rick Worthington filling in. Bob Beeler is here. And it sucks when we have the uh, bye week, Hmm. but everybody gets one. And if you're going to have a bye week, this is probably the best week to have a bye week for the Boise State football team. Well, I think it's a a good reason to have a bye week for many reasons. One, it's right in the middle of the schedule. You've played six. You've got Mm -hmm. six to go. And I think maybe to sharpen up a little bit on how you want to play that option in Air Force. (laughs) Yes. Not a bad week to get a few extra days to prepare and uh, Boise State, uh, you know, really has reinvented itself on the offensive side of the football these last two weeks, going to a zone read using Taylor Green at quarterback, and it sure looks like it's uh, made a difference for George Halani and Ashton Genty carrying the football as their numbers have grown. Uh, Boise State, if you can believe it, guys, number two to Air Force now in the conference in rushing. Unbelievable. I mean, you know, they've had some games where they didn't run the ball much at all, and they have still moved themselves with the last two 300 games, Hmm. 316 yards in each game, number two in rushing to to the uh, Air Force Academy. I wonder what would happen if you take away the first two games of the season. Uh, it would probably be maybe maybe first place. Rick and I were talking no, about this. No, I don't know. Air Force is pretty difficult. Air Force was over 400 yards this week against, yeah. against uh, UNLV. Air Force can straight up run the ball. I mean, we know what we're going to see with Air Force. Rick I mean, and what I, they passed three times this yeah, week? Completed one. Yeah. <laughs> nice job, guys. Rick and I were uh, talking earlier this morning. Um, this is both Boise State and Air Force. Um, neither one of those two teams want to fall behind by two or three scores. Mm-mm. Um no. It, it's going to be difficult to come back for either well, of those teams if I'm you, come, also not if you sure. come back from two or three scores down. I'm also not sure that both teams wouldn't have a better chance of coming back by running the ball rather than passing the ball. I think you're right. I mean, I, they've had some, both sides have had some long runs. So, boy, you know, you think about one of those drives against Fresno State, Boise State was in the end zone in like three plays before the half. We know that Taylor Green can run the football, and mm-hmm. we know that Halani and Jainty are very good at running the football. It's that wrinkle that you've got to insert into that offense. You've got to get that, you know, that play action game, that drop back pass game. Taylor Green's got to figure that out in order to mm-hmm. be a, a well rounded quarterback, to be less one dimensional. You've got to figure that part out, Bob. And, you know, the week off probably helped. You'd like to think. think that, you know, you could rep some things, practice. I think games, I, I thought he was a significantly better passer in Game 2 against Fresno than he was in Game 1. I agree. Uh, when you look at his numbers, he was 5-for-10 uh, for 48 yards against San Diego State. Against Fresno, he was 10-of-18. But where I thought he was better against Fresno was on third downs. He completed 6-of-9 passes that he threw on third downs. He did not do nearly as well on first and second down. But of the six completions, two went for touchdowns, Three others went for first downs. One didn't quite get a first down. But at least he was much more reliable and productive on third downs. I think it'll come. I I think he's going to get better the more he plays. 
I, I agree you know, with that. I mean, yeah. I, I think that if you're as, putting as out, we all would, right? No, yeah. and I think the people have to understand that. You know, there are certain parts of people's games and certain things that they aren't all ready to go, and and it takes time to get better. I would also say, you know, you you hope, you wish that it happens, but going into the season, there's no way that he could have said, you know what. By the fourth game of the year, I'm going to be the starting quarterback. When you have a four-year starting quarterback yeah. that was there, he's he, you know. So I but, mean, it took him by surprise too. Well, and especially the way it happened. I, I think if 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 something had happened and Hank had gotten hurt after four games, and you move in and you see your quarterback move into the starting lineup, I think everybody on any team in the country can believe that somebody would ascend by injury. Right. But the story of okay. We're going to change offensive coordinators after week four. Our quarterback is going to basically quit and go into the transfer portal. We're going to get a new offensive coordinator that happened to be the former Boise State head coach and a former NFL head coach, and now Taylor Green is the starting quarterback. You, you couldn't have written the script before no. the season. No, it's strange for is, sure. Is there anything, Bob, that you can look at? And I know you you look at game film and mm-hmm. all that stuff. Is there anything that you could look at? Because I don't think that there's any way you could have looked at where we were at the beginning of the season and thought there would be such a huge turnaround just by getting rid of an offensive coordinator. Is there anything I, I you don't, can point I think to this, and, I think and this, say this is this is why this worked? I, I don't think. I, I think there's a lot of different reasons. I think that you've gone to the zone read. You've basically gone to a totally different offense. I don't think it's because one person is out. I think it's you know you've changed quarterbacks. So mm-hmm. Green would get some of the credit because of what you're doing at the zone read. Halani and Genty are better. So yeah, I think it helped, but I don't think you can pin everything on one thing. Yeah, I would well, agree with that. We'll yeah. take a break. Uh, when we come back, we'll uh, look at the rest of the Mountain West. There were games. It was Boise State had the weekend off. You may not have pay, paid attention. There were some surprises that happened in the Mountain West again this weekend. Bob Beeler with us. It is Bronco Monday. Now back to Bronco Monday on your flagship for Bronco football. News Talk KBOI. It is 846. Rick Worthington, Mike Casper, Bob Beeler, voice of the Broncos with us, getting ready for the game coming up this Saturday against Air Force. Let's go ahead and talk a little bit about Air Force. I mean, we, we know they're the triple option. That that's what they run. Um, Air Force has already got two losses in league. What else do we know about Air Force going into the game this week? Well, it seems like there are some games that people have figured them out, and I'm saying people. Wyoming figured them out, and so did Utah State. Both teams who haven't been fantastic. Mm-hmm. It's not like they've just overwhelmed them because, you know, they were playing, you know, Alabama and, you know, USC or somebody right. like that. They have not, you know, they have not played well all season long. Now, there were supposedly a lot of people out in the lost Wyoming, so maybe you can put an asterisk by that one and say if they, you know, didn't have a lot of sickness that week, they would have won. But they appear to be a better team at home. They are 4-0 and at home on the season. Although they did win forty-two to seven this past weekend at UNLV, it's traditionally been a tough game for Boise State. The teams have played ten times since the Broncos have joined the Mountain West. Broncos have won six, the Falcons have won four, and the games are split two-two in the four that have been played in Colorado Springs. Last year, Air Force won in Boise. The year before, Boise won in Colorado Springs in a game that'll be forever known as the Jack Sears game, where yep. he threw for over <laughs> three hundred yards. They've got the best running back in the conference, and Brad Roberts. He's the only runner averaging over 100 yards. He's picking up 122 yards. 
He runs from the fullback position. He runs between the tackles. There is no mystery as to what they're going to do when they hand the ball to Brad Roberts. Mm -hmm. Their quarterback is Hazik Daniels. He is a senior. He makes a lot of the right decisions when it comes to either giving the ball on the dive to Brad Roberts, pitching it to one of the backs, or keeping it himself. And, you know, I think a lot with Air Force is, can you score to keep up with them? And they this season have done a pretty good job giving up just 16 points a game. So their defense has actually been better than Boise State as far as scoring defense is concerned. Both teams giving up less than 300 yards a game. With the way Boise State runs the football, I'm going to make a bold prediction. The prediction that they probably don't take down in Las Vegas. I think the game's going to be played in less than three hours. I'll take that we were, for sure. We were t- talking about that same thing. It's like Did you, see you can see two-hour game here to this weekend. The time of possession. Yeah, in it was this like last forty-five week. to fifteen. Yeah, it was unbelievable. I mean, UNLV had the ball. I think they ran thirty-five total plays for the whole game. I mean, <laughs> now I thought UNLV was doing well, and then they got. Crushed by San Jose State, I think it was forty to seven the week before, yeah. and then lost to Air Force forty two to seven. I did not watch the game that UNLV and Air Force have played. That's on my to do list this week. I want to watch one of the games, probably the Utah State game, because their offense is maybe a little better than Wyoming's. Mm-hmm. I want to see how they lost. See a game that I always like to see a game that the team won. If I only have a chance to see two, sometimes I watch more than two games during the sure. week. But if I'm going to see two, I want to see a game at their best. And I want to see a game at their worst. Yeah, good call. Yeah, and I I, I watched a little of the U, uh, Utah State game, and Utah State got ahead. Uh, and mm-hmm. it's it's hard for Air Force if they fall behind, you know, because they don't throw very well. Well, I'll tell you what you do against <laughs> Air Force: take dive away. You got to take away dive. option option football. You got to take away number one first. And so Brad Roberts on dive, take that away first. You're going to have to be big up front, which Boise State is. And you got to have good linebacker play, but take dive away first. Well, we're going to see. Boise State this season has given up 102 yards on the ground, less than three a carry. I would be thrilled if they gave up 200 yards rushing. Yeah. Because oh, Air Force yeah. can get 400. Yeah. So 500 I'm, I'm, against I Colorado. Say, I was going to yeah. say over 500 right. against Colorado. So. But I, I, if you could hold them around 200, I think you'd be doing That's very good. well. But, you, but your point, Rick, well taken. <laughs> uh, if you give me the dive, and I get five yards every time up the middle. I'm going to walk down the field. I'm going to possess yep. the ball because I'm going to get five yep. yards, five yards, five yards, yep. Just five keep, yards keep all the going. way down the field. Keep going. Yeah, yeah, take dive away first, and then if you could string it out, use your team speed, you, you, you'll be better off. But, mm-hmm. I mean, that's, that's always from, you know, yeah. Pop Warner football all the way through college ball. You're running option. Take their dive away first. So if you limit them, let's say they get one or two. Now they're behind the chains because they've got second and eight, and that's your point. You mm-hmm. get them behind the chains, yeah. and maybe they have to. Well, throw the, football. the key down is third down because when you're when you're playing a team that likes to run that often, Mike. I mean, this is just coaching one hundred and one. Put them in third and long. If you're in third and long with a running ball club, and you force them to be a pass team on third down, you're winning that game. Take dive away. Forces them to make that third and long conversion. Mm-hmm. Well, you can't allow them to have fourth and two either because they go for it. So they do, yes. Fourth, yes. fourth and one, fourth and, and two. And I know you guys are baseball guys. It's it's like the count. Mm-hmm. If I'm hitting three and one or one and two, there's a big difference mm-hmm. to who has to make whatever adjustments. Right. Where in football, if it's third and two versus third and eight, that's a big difference. Yeah, you'll hear a lot of this week from coaches about playing assignment football mm-hmm. and not – 
you know, having good eye control, which is just all about, you know, not reading dive and then the quarterback goes around the end. So discipline, staying home, all those yeah. things will play well, into then, this week. But, but if a guy like Scott Matlock in the middle, let's say he's the guy that's got the dive, then that means whoever Washington or Tarless or Jones, they have to do their job so that you, you, you limit the options because if you've got things covered – if if Rick and I are doing our job, Mike, and you're not out on the corner, well, what? then if he reads it, he's going to go around you. Why are you picking on me? <laughs> you could pick I on me. I don't know. <laughs> I love option football. It's my favorite thing in the world. Yeah. We'll take a break. Uh, when we come back, we'll look at the rest of the Mountain West. Uh, also ask Bob about whether or not, how important is this game against Air Force? Uh, we'll do that coming up next. Bronco Monday continues. Now back to Bronco Monday on your flagship for Bronco football. News Talk. KBOI. 854, Bob Beeler with us talking uh, football upcoming game against Air Force this coming Saturday on News Talk KBOI. Uh, before we get into the uh, rest of the conference, how important, I mean, everybody likes to say, oh my gosh, we live and die. This has to be a win. How important is this a win uh, as far as getting to the conference championship? I, I think it's important because I think when I look at what's left on the schedule for Boise State, I think this is the toughest team left. I agree. I mean, as far as in the conference, and and probably because of what they do is so difficult to take. Um, they do have two conference losses, so if if you were to lose this game and win the rest of the games, you would win the division and you would go to the championship. But you'd have no wiggle room if you if you did that. But uh, I think it's always important to beat Air Force because they're usually one of the better teams. And right now, guys, after what happened over the weekend. Boise State is the lone remaining unbeaten team in conference play. Boise State is 3-0. and Everybody else in the conference, the other 11, all have at least one loss. Surprises this weekend? That yep. San Jose State, Fresno State had to be a little bit of a surprise. Yeah, especially with Hayner not playing. I thought San Jose was looking really good. They go to Fresno, and that's, of course, a rivalry game. And Fresno won. Fresno found a way to hang in there and win a low-scoring game. So... Fresno really rebounded well off the loss. And San Jose State was rolling. Yes, they were. I thought they were the. They're still pretty good. They're not a bad. No, they're not a bad. And and they're still on top. It was a surprising loss because you you would uh, probably put that the way that the two teams have been playing in the win column, which is maybe what San Jose State did. Well, say, hey, look, they're not very good. Here's the other thing, though. If Fresno State gets healthy, they're going to be a much better ball club, and that may not be the team you want to face at the end of the year. If Fresno gets their quarterback back. They're the best team in that division. Yeah. They're there and they're still alive at one and one. They've got the tiebreaker over San Jose. Both San Jose and San and San Diego still have to play Fresno. Yes. And San Jose still has to play San Diego. So all three of those teams have one loss. Uh San Diego and Fresno's losses are to Boise State, which out of conference, as far as tiebreakers go, won't hurt them if, if they end up in a tie. The San Jose loss to Fresno is is basically like two losses when you look at a tiebreaker. If they tie with Fresno, they've got to be ahead of Fresno if they want to yeah. go to the championship. Yeah. And this week, of course, Boise State against Air Force, that makes that so key because you want you want to get ahead in the standings mm-hmm. on this one. Yeah. I, I'm surprised the Air Force has lost twice. I think I think maybe if you say, what are your takeaways of the season, yeah. I'm surprised they've lost twice. 
All right, uh, Bob, thank you uh, once again. We'll be looking forward to talking to you next Monday, hopefully about a win against yeah. Air Force. Of course, you'll be in uh, tomorrow for Bronco Tuesday. Our phone lines are open, 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon Wireless. We've got news coming up next at the uh, top of the hour. Then we'll get- Download the 670 KBOI app for your smartphone for free. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. Good morning, and welcome to the 9 o'clock hour. Rick Worthington once again filling in for Chris Walton. You're just tuning in this morning. Chris has uh, been ill for the last uh, week. We thought he'd be back today. He was feeling better Friday, but apparently he's uh, got pneumonia now, and the doctors are saying he needs to take it easy. That that is it. So people trying to read into this as we got an email nope, a little nope, bit earlier nope, this nope, morning nope. is like, what is your long term uh, goal now that Chris is gone? Chris isn't gone. He's well, just out sick. That is it. You know, we if you just had another soon. solid guy in here, they probably wouldn't be too yeah, worried that, about that, it. But it's yeah, Worthington. That's that's true. And that Worthington guy, he's got to go. <laughs> so um, Chris will probably be out tomorrow. I know he has a, a doctor's appointment tomorrow. Um, in the middle of the show, so he's probably going to be out uh, another at least one more day. I expect, and then that, hopefully uh, we'll be back by I'll, Wednesday. I'll be here tomorrow in for Chris, and then Wednesday I think I'll be back over in the newsroom. Just well, I, I know, and- I know for a fact he didn't want to miss last Friday's hometown breakfast. No, he did not at Pork Belly and Cuna. And I really know that he doesn't want to miss this Friday's because I know that he he loves Earl of Sandwich and their breakfast burritos, their bacon breakfast burritos. So I know he wants to be there. He's going to be doing everything he can to get back. By the way, Hometown Breakfast this Friday will be at Fast Eddie's in Meridian. We'll be there beginning at 6 o'clock. Here's the thing. This is is big. Um, The Idaho raffle, $1 million raffle that they sell every year for the holidays. They have a limited number of tickets. Once those tickets are gone... That's it. They don't make more tickets, and they have sold out every single year that they have held this. They go on sale beginning Friday morning. This is the first oh, chance you'll right. be able to get yeah. those. So it is Friday morning it starts. Friday morning it starts. We will be at Fast Eddie's. They will be selling us. Take a listen to this deal. You can purchase three Idaho Lottery raffle tickets, the million-dollar drawing from Fast Eddie's. If you do that, you will get a full case. That's right, a full case of marshmallow limited edition Coke or... Dream World Limited Edition Coke. Absolutely free. What's Dream World Coke? I don't know what that would be. I don't know what Dream World, what the taste of dreams tastes like. Does it have some kind of sedative in it? I don't know. I I think it's supposedly supposed to taste. It's got NyQuil in it? What? It says it's dream flavored. I don't know what my dreams taste like, but it says it's dream flavored. Maybe it's tropical of some kind. You get an entire case. For free if you buy three of the tickets. I mean, marshmallow Coke doesn't sound awful. Yeah. It doesn't sound awful. Limited edition, by the way. While supplies last, you'll get a full case of Coke if you buy just three. I need to know what that, what that flavor is, though. Well, Before I take a whole case of it, I need to know Come on out Friday morning. I'm sure they will sell you just one without having to take the whole case. Do you, are, do you get crazy every time somebody offers a limited product that they don't tell you what it tastes like it's like the mystery flavor yeah, no. oreo cookie no. that they had so no. long ago no, it's not like really. i'm not doing that i'm not yeah it's like taking the harry as, potter all flavor beans as as a kid i don't want the 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 boogie taste in as as jelly a kid bean. i was tricked too many times here try this what is it no it's, it's a mystery flavor try it no yeah, yeah when mom 
puts the spoon up to your nose and says, here, eat this. Don't do that. Speaking of Harry Potter you saw over the weekend, Hagrid died. I sure did. Yeah, Coltrane was, uh, he was a good dude. Uh, well, I 70, mean, 72 years old. I, I didn't really realize he enjoyed was uh, him playing Hagrid. He's been in some other movie roles that have been lesser known, but he's, very, he was very a good, good I really, Harry Potter. Yeah, I, I liked him. I liked him a lot. Um, he was in one of the James Bond movies. Yeah. Yeah, he was one, one of those. But yeah, passed away um, over the weekend, age of 72. Hagrid, no longer here. Unfortunate. Fortunately, there's Chef Wally, who is the matching duplicate i mean is <laughs> some kind of yeah he's a little bit small chef wally looks like haggard <laughs> um <laughs> he's gonna be so he's mad. gonna be upset at you um secession is uh still in the news um secession will be on the ballot in two more oregon counties in the uh, november 8 election voters will uh, either accept or reject joining greater idaho initiative oh that's nice this keeps going on and on I know originally people thought, oh, this is just a lark. It's just a joke. Nothing is ever going to come of it. It's been going on for a while now, and the movement aims to facilitate the transfer of 15 full counties, two partial counties in eastern Oregon, two-thirds of Oregon's total land mass into neighboring Idaho. So Idaho would become, I believe this puts Idaho at the second or third largest state if this were to ever happen. Now, there's still a long ways to go to happen. The it's, fact that this is still going on and it's still coming up for election in elections in Oregon is pretty amazing, in my opinion. What percentage would you give it of actually happening? I mean, take out your you know crystal ball and give me a you know one percent to a hundred percent likelihood of this actually happening. Five percent. I give it now, less than one. Now here's the deal: like point one percent. When this first when this first happened, I would have said less than one percent. The fact that it's still going on, and there are still votes coming up, like I said, two voting counties, upcoming election, Morrill and Wheeler County, um, will be voting whether or not to join the initiative to join the Greater Idaho Area. And as you mentioned, I mean it's still a long shot because. It, right now, nine counties are already on board. Wheeler and Morrow will set, are set to vote. So if they both agree, that, that'll get up to 11 counties. And you still have to get it approved by the Oregon legislature, mm-hmm. who might, who knows what they would say. They may want to get rid of all, because all the reason why they, why they want to leave is because they're very conservative, and the rest of the state that runs the state is liberal. And that liberal part of the state goes, may go, you know what? We don't need to keep fighting these people. Let them go. Well, you'd have to have a couple of things happen here in addition. Number one, yes, Oregon would have to approve it at the legislature level. Mm -hmm. Idaho would have to approve it at the legislative level. State of Idaho would have to vote it in. And then you have to go all the way to Washington, D.C., and it takes an act of Congress. Congress would have to agree to it, And Congress... What is the likelihood of Congress allowing it? Pretty slim. Pretty slim, Mike. So hard, hard to say uh, I, if, if I don't think it'll it'll get that far. I if, just don't. if the two legislators say Oregon goes, we don't want these guys anymore, and Idaho says votes and says, Great, we'll take them. If you have both legislators legislatures who have agreed to it, would Congress stand in the way? What would what would be the reason for them to stand in the way then? Well, I, I can't answer that. I don't know if there's even precedent here. Has this ever happened? 
where it has happened in the fact not not where where counties have voted to leave yeah, but I'm, they've changed lines of states in the past Congress yeah, no, I'm, has changed I'm saying state ha, lines have we ever past. had a a county or many counties of a state say now we're out we're going to join this state instead I, I don't think that's ever happened yeah I, I couldn't tell you for sure i know they've re- redrawn state lines yes you know yeah in the past congress has done that but i don't know i mean when it, they were the oregon territory they they drew things up a little different but i mean i can't I'm not saying it's never happened i'm just saying yeah, I, I don't, don't recall in the history of the united states of something like that actually happening i i'll stand corrected if i'm wrong I just don't remember it. With nine so. counties already on board, and then you have Wheeler and Morrow set to vote on uh, in November, the Oregon legislature is told um, that they need to start picking up the ball and start discussing this. I think the other thing that you haven't considered in this, yes, politically speaking, Oregon may say that's a good idea, but for a state that would give up all that agriculture country uh, and tax base, I think they might say, no, we don't want to lose all that yeah. tax base. Yeah. So it, it just in, in looking at the, you know, you always say follow the money. I think if you're following the money, Oregon says, no, we don't want to lose it. And I, I that there's the rub because if Oregon says, hey, we're willing to do this, but um, it costs Idaho, you're going to have to pay us $20 billion. Yeah. Idaho's going to go, mm. nah, you know, not. we have, we have a surplus. We don't have that kind of surplus. <laughs> yeah. You know, so it may be one of those things where he goes, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll entertain this, but also, it's going to cost you a lot of money. Consider the idea that now you have to extend police services. You have to extend school services. You have to, you know, there's all these different things that have to go into play. If Idaho really wanted to pick all those things up, there's, there's not really infrastructure to do that right now through idaho's jurisdiction you just take over their police force of course they they keep doing what they're doing at the county level but nothing for state services that that's a different thing now idaho has to extend state state police all the way to those areas that's difficult yeah you got to have infrastructure to do it you're still going to have a tax base i mean oregon's already you know able to I'm saying the likelihood is less than one oh, yeah. percent. Less I, than one percent. It's not a big, big Even likelihood. If all those counties were screaming and rioting how bad they wanted to be a member of, of Idaho. I still don't think it would happen. The shocking thing to me is that this is still going on. That they're still taking. It's votes. a fun story, though. And it, the longer this goes on, the more serious these counties are. The more this is going to be having to be taken seriously by. Both the Oregon legislature first, of course, and then, you know, the Idaho, you know, or if the Oregon legislature says just absolutely, we're not going to entertain it, period, nothing's ever going to happen. But if Oregon ever says, you know what, if you pay us enough money, we'll let you have these, these counties. I think the way Oregon has handled it so far is the same as brushing it off as a non-story. I mean, when was the last time you heard the governor there discuss it? Never. Um, yeah, Never. I, I haven't paid attention to what the governor yeah. and, and by quite frankly, the governor currently is not going to be the governor in the next election anyway, because yeah. she's not running. So I hear this, what you're saying. does this allow, I mean, because there's a possibility, I know as crazy as this may sound, there's a possibility there could be a Republican governor in the state of Oregon. <gasps> what? <laughs> yeah. 
that that could happen in this next. Does that change things? Who knows? It is it's a still fun be story, right. and yeah. we'll definitely continue to follow it because there's a, a progression chain, and they're still doing yeah. it. And and, and there is follow it. There's a vote coming up in uh, in November. It's, so it's a local story if they're still voting to be a part of Idaho. Two zero eight three three six thirty seven hundred pound six seventy on your Verizon wireless. We'll take a break. More on the way. You can email Mike at kby dot com. Moron. You can uh, what's that? You just said moron. Yeah, I said uh, Rick's a moron, okay. and we'll be back right after That's this. What I thought. Today from 10 to 1, it's Dan Bongino. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 43-year-old Wesley Brownlee, now under arrest and being held, expected to be charged with murder this week. Police say he was out hunting for more victims with a gun, mask, and dark clothing when he was caught on Saturday morning. Paul Yaw was one of the serial killer's victims, his mother, Greta. I just wish that justice obviously is served, that he gets what he has coming to him. I mean, I don't know, whatever that may be. A motive is not yet clear, but police say it was tips from the community that led them to Brownlee. Alex Stone, EBC News. Story is just absolutely horrific and amazing. I don't understand and this this carries a little more weight for me i lived in stockton california i mm-hmm. lived and worked there i live far from there for about uh five years uh part of my radio career was spent there in some of these neighborhoods that they're talking about um this horrific human being eight people that they know of that he basically hunted yeah and killed and that's how they caught him over the weekend was they found him out dressed in dark clothing hunting for his next victim that that's the best way you could describe it that yeah he he was just like if you would go out for a deer or an elk he was out hunting for his next victim to kill his next victim i've covered some pretty nasty stories about you know some some sick individuals um you remember the uh J.C. Dugard was kidnapped when she was 11 years old by Phil Garrido. I remember the story, yeah. She was a resident of uh, North Lake Tahoe and was kidnapped from her uh, the, the place where she would catch the school bus. And Phil Garrido and his wife at the time uh, abducted her and I believe used a a stun gun to incapacitate her and then, you know, took her down to Antioch, California and kept her locked up and in their backyard for the next 10, 11, 12 years. She was forced to uh, bear two children Yeah, during that time. And they made Just, a movie about... I don't believe they've made a, a, a movie about that. I know that J.C. Dugard is... Uh, doing okay now. Uh, I say that she'll have emotional scars yeah, for life. Doing she okay was raising her children, and um, the state of California was on the hook for an awful lot of money because there were some. Phil Garrido was uh, under scrutiny from the from the state for all kinds of different things, and people that were supposed to do checks at his house didn't do their job yeah. and sure enough he had you know these here's these a, two kids and jc dugard locked up here's a question over the last half hour of the show i'd like to bring up and 
I bring it up. I had a conversation with a buddy this weekend, and it's an interesting moral dilemma. And because if this person is found guilty, he's either going to be put to death. He's in California, so he's probably not going to be put to death. He'll be just put go to prison for the rest of his life with no chance of parole. Question for you. You know, we have our, our prisons are overcrowded. We have what is it about twenty to thirty five thousand dollars per prisoner per year is what it costs to house a prisoner here in the state of Idaho. You have prisoners that are there that will never ever get parole. They're there for the rest of their lives. And in a conversation that we had, interesting question, moral question. Would you be willing to allow prisoners to have assisted suicide instead of spending the rest of their life in prison? Like, if Rick, if you were going to prison mm-hmm. and you knew it was for the rest of your life, would you rather go to prison or would you rather just say, take me out of this life? Boy, I don't know. I've fortunately never even spent a night in jail, so... I don't know what that's like. You've seen the documentaries. You've seen the movies. You I, know how horrific. I can't imagine I prisons would, could be. I would do. Oh, and dude, very you well. would not do well in prison. No. Oh no, you would, would be somebody's. I don't even don't even think that. So there's a question before we go to break. Would you be Would you be in favor of this? I I mean I know it's it's an interesting moral dilemma. Would you be in favor of allowing prisoners, you know, who are not going to be put to death? They don't receive the death penalty. If they wanted to, instead of the option of spending their rest of their life in prison, I want you to kill me. I want you to allow me to be injected with whatever poisons there are and just go to sleep and not have to deal with prison for the rest of my life. Would you be okay with that? Or would you, there are some people who go, no, I want them to suffer for as long as they possibly can suffer. But here's the deal. Our taxpayer money, in a lot of instances, paying for these people the tens of thousands of dollars per year for the rest of their life to be in prison. We have overcrowding going in on prisons. You, mm-hmm. you, you might be able to solve a lot of problems. Like I, like I said, I'm, I'm, I'm one of those people that for some reason I was stupid enough to go to prison for the rest of my life. I wouldn't want to be in prison for the rest of my life. Well, I think you're I would, stupid I enough, would want, I would want the other option. <laughs> Come on, Nathaniel. That was funny. 208-336-3700. <laughs> pound 670 on your Verizon Wireless. You can also email Mike at KBOI.com. Broadcasting from the Empire Title Studios, we are News Talk KBOI. 208-336-3700. Pound 670 on your Verizon Wireless. There's a reason why uh, they take away your shoestrings and your belts when you go to jail and you go to prison. They don't want you killing yourself. I just had a question um, after a conversation this uh, past weekend. You know, we have overcrowding in our prisons. We are paying to house prisoners for the rest of their lives if they go to prison for the rest of their life. If you ask me, if if I ended up going to prison for whatever stupid reason that I, you know, committed a heinous crime, I, I wouldn't want to spend the rest of my life in prison I'd love to have the option of like, nope, take me away. I don't want to spend the next 40 years or however long you have left in that horrible place. It would cause the over, it would help alleviate the overcrowding problem. It would help alleviate the price that we have to pay to house these prisoners. I'm not saying put them to death. I'm saying, would it be okay to give them the option 
of saying, all right, you've got life in prison, or you can choose to go to the gas chamber. Hmm. And I'm just curious your thoughts. It's an interesting, you know, moral question. Jim in Boise, good morning. You're on Newstalk KBOI. This is Jim from Boise. Yep. I saw a T-shirt the other day that said, the older I get, the less life in prison is a deterrent. (laughs) That's not wrong. (laughs) (laughs) That's it. What uh, what do you before no you're not getting off the hook that are easy. Oh, okay, what, okay. What do you think? Do you think prisoners should be allowed to have the option instead of life in prison to be put to death if they wanted? Not being forced to. I'm not saying, "Hey, this is this is you've received a death sentence, so we're going to hang you." I'm saying if they wanted to, then it, you wouldn't have to go through the, you know, years and years, however long that they have left to uh put them up in prison. Yeah, but the years and years that they have left is one thing that is a deterrent. But, so, once again, yeah, you know, there's really not a deterrent because they're not never getting out. So you're not really deterring them from anything. Well, you're punishing them. So you think, you think that you want them to go through being miserable? Yeah, the thought is you want to try and keep them from wanting to go to prison in the first place. You keep them from doing the crime by letting them know you're going to have to sit in prison for a really long time. And I think that's, that's what he said. Did I did I say that correctly? Yes, you did. All right. Thank you for the call. Um, you know, here's just an idea. You know, crazy me. I'll be the I'll be the guy that says it. Maybe we just get tougher on crime and do it for them. Don't give them the option of, you know... Yeah, it's time to go. You don't get 30 years to figure out whether or not your appeals are going to go through. We're just going to take care of this. Do like Texas? You go go right to the front of the line, the more heinous the crime is. go out back. We're just going to take care of it right now. I mean, I don't have any problem with the death penalty. Uh, Well, you've heard me. There are certain things that I would want the death penalty for that, uh, you know, every time I say it, see... Our, our Nathaniel, our producer, is shaking his head already because he knows what I'm going to say. You know, you, you, this is one you, reason why people need to quit calling me a, a bleeding liberal. I've got no problem <laughs> with the death penalty. All right, I have no problem with it. If you're a scumbag, let's deal with it. Let's get one less scumbag around here. No problem here. Dylan says 100. percent Let them choose death. The part, the part about this that I like is. The fact that it costs so much money every day that these people are in prison. Not in the Worthington judicial system, it doesn't. The, you no, know, that's why I'm saying. It's like, you you want to put them to death. I, I, I'm just okay with, hey. Now, granted, there are, are there's a lot more reasons why I would put people to death than what we current have death, currently have death penalties for. You know, if you defraud an old lady out of her life savings and you get caught, Death penalty. I think we're talking the same language, yeah, Mike. Yeah, I, I, you know, I, I'm right there with you know the heinousness of some crimes. Just doing it, there's no reason to do I'm, it. You're not doing you. it to feed your family. You're you're vandalizing something just because. Hey, I want to vandalize something and destroy it. I put uh, an exercise bike up on marketplace on Facebook this weekend. I spent at least an hour right after I put it on just 
sifting through the scammers that scammers. were trying to hit me. It just see death penalty scammers death penalty. Well, they don't live here. They don't live I'm, in the United States. Still find them death penalty. Uh, another uh, email in Mike at KBOI.com. Wouldn't that be the same as pro-choice choice or pro-life discussion? They can't even figure out that. So how are they going to figure this out? <laughs> 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 uh, yeah, it, it's a little bit different, um, you know, because you're you're making a decision for your own life, not somebody else's life. So mm-hmm. it is it is a little bit different. Um. <laughs> I agree with this one, and I'm sure Rick is right there. Death penalty for child molestation. Yes. No problem here. I, no problem. Matter of fact, you move right to the front of the line. I mean, I, I'd like to put you in with the general population for at least a month so you can figure out what that feels like. Child molesters in the general population. Don't, don't do well, usually. Nope. Yeah, you can figure out what that's all about. Um... No name on this one, Mike, at KBY.com. It's not just the cost of a bullet these days or a good hanging rope. Killing inmates is not cheap either. It's cheaper than housing them every year for the next 50 years. Yeah, you'd be surprised what it costs, Mike. It's, you really might. Yeah, I think I've seen upwards of twenty-five to $35,000 a year per prison inmate. It, for it housing them. House them. For housing them, yes. Yeah, it, it housing does. Housing and feeding. But to actually carry out the sentence is but here's the deal uh, not as simple as you know i i get it yeah. but this isn't a sentence this would be you volunteering you're you're a prisoner i volunteer yeah, even, to have even myself so that i mean it killed look you could maybe streamline the process here but yeah it, it's what's so expensive now with people who have the death penalty See, is mike is talking it. about can we just pass out cyanide and call it a day yeah i mean like, if you want if that's what you're talking about prison, okay and I, and I say this because it, it, this is part of the conversation that we had. It's like, man, I would not want to spend the, I mean, I don't, who knows how many years I have left, but say I committed a crime and I deserve to go to prison. It, I wouldn't want to spend the rest of my life every day in prison. And maybe that's the reason nobody would want to do this is because it's the easy way out and they want people to suffer for as long as they can. You know, I, I don't take any pleasure in, in people suffering, regardless of who it is. But I've, I still don't have any problem with eliminating problems. Yeah, you know, it's just one to check off the list as far as I'm concerned. But yeah, I, I don't take yeah. any pleasure in seeing people suffer. Uh, another email, life in prison is a death sentence. Yes, it is, but it's a really long, drawn out, death sentence and expensive of, yeah expensive um instead of being done in and over with see i i realize that there are more problems out there than we really have the the means to deal with i for instance would love to see some of all the you know millions and millions and millions of dollars that we spend on housing prisoners love to see us use some of those funds to take care of people who have no mental housing. health issues. Yeah, or, or mental you know? health. Veterans. Yeah, you know, I'd love to see us do something to help keep other people out of the criminal justice system. And you can, you know, maybe do that a little bit better by eliminating some of the real dirtbags out yeah. there. 
Sorry for being so uh, no, I, you know, I, callous I about that. I 100% and agree. You I can't say they're nice people in prison because some they killed people, somebody. though, will hear that and say, well, that, that is the cruelest and most unusual thing I've ever heard. And I'm, I'm sorry if that's how you feel. I just, I don't have much sympathy for, for dirtbag. And a lot of it has to do with consider what I do and what I read day in and day out. My entire day is reading bad news and having to deal with the people that are in. The system like that. I have no tolerance for dirtbag criminals. The reason I brought this up is the person, the serial killer in Stockton, California, who mm-hmm. was alleged, so far it's just alleged, he's been arrested, of hunting and killing people. Eight people so far that he is to alleged that he hunted down like you would, you would follow along a deer or whatever and hunt that person down and kill them. Eight people and they finally caught him doing it. That's why I asked the May question. May I clarify though? I definitely believe in allowing someone to have a fair and complete trial. Yeah. No, I got no problem with I that. I definitely believe constitutional in right. the justice system allowing it to, to play through correctly. But I, I don't believe in someone who has been sentenced to the death penalty sitting on death row for 30 years waiting for a sentence. Uh, email in says it cost around $250,000 to put an inmate to death. Yeah, it does. Yeah, that's what it costs right now. I thought it was more than that, actually. But if you're if you're giving somebody the option, you know, uh, you hand them a cyanide pill and say, here, bon voyage. Doesn't cost you $250,000 for a cyanide pill. Fentanyl here is really good at killing people. Oh, you're not wrong, but... It's like people that are selling fentanyl. Just give them their drug and say, hey, if you don't want to spend your time in prison, here. 208-336-3700. Pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. Take a break. Finish things up. Final segment on the way. Get 670 KBOI on Alexa. First say, Alexa, enable the 670 KBOI skill. Then when you want to listen, say, Alexa, open 670 KBOI. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 950-208-336-3700, pound 670 uh, on your Verizon wireless. If you want to get through, you can also call us toll-free 1-800-529-5264. Usual email, Mike at KBOI.com, or you can uh, text us, text message in. Does Chris have COVID? No, he does Chris not. does not have COVID. No, Chris is not gone forever. Chris has uh, been sick for the last uh, week or so. He was uh, diagnosed with pneumonia um, last Friday. Over Non-COVID related. Non-COVID Folks, related. Non-COVID he related. He has tested. He has not tested positive for COVID. He does have pneumonia. He's got, he's out today. He was feeling better, except for the uh, then you know pneumonia thing. And then he's got a doctor's appointment tomorrow. So at least today and tomorrow he's going to be out because he has his doctor's appointments in the middle of the show. You know, if I'm here all week, then I'm here all week, and I'll just I'll try not to bother you if i can help it bother me yeah i'll try not to yeah promises, See, we promises. we today are agreeing for the most part on things i think i'm the one that comes off as the most douchey is that a good way to put it <laughs> <laughs> uh riley lights R- maybe writes that's in. always maybe it's always like that Look, i don't know you have somebody on, uh, on your side here hey Rick. riley writes in i miss chris too but i like having rick fill in it's hilarious that so many listeners get so bent when he fills in. They think he's so liberal. I think he's just actually kind. 
Some callers might be conservative, but they certainly do not follow any Christian values. They aren't kind, empathetic, or compassionate. I lean right, but lately it's been very hard to agree with many of your callers who call in. You can still be conservative and not be cruel. Well, I can appreciate that. Thank you very much. There That's nice. I, I appreciate you listening to our show and not thinking I'm douchey. Thank you, Riley. Uh, John writes in, Mike at KBY.com. Uh, you said the, this morning, and you've said it before, you always say we can vote people out of office if you don't like the way things are running. Like, that's that, and it will take care of everything. Yet it does not ever work that way. When has that ever worked for anybody or everybody? So half of us are always getting screwed. That's our country and how it's ran. Politics works slow in the United States. It really does. They're They're very few things that happen immediately overnight. I mean, even the Roe v. Wade was something that took how many years? It was 1970-what when that went into play? 50 years. It took a long time to push that around. And, you know, that's that's how politics works. And and frankly, it's the way it should work. It should be a progressive thing. You should, you know, see see the process work. Maybe a little too slow sometimes. Yeah. And and granted, on a national basis, you're right. If you don't like the way something is being running in, in the House of Representatives, you can't change it. Same with the Senate. You can say you can change your own senator, but that's not going. You know, just if you vote one person out in the House of Representatives, say, say you know the it, it. I can't remember what the total number more um, Democrats there were. So so you vote out your representatives in the house of representative that's not going to change anything it really looks works more on a local basis especially mm-hmm. you know when you when you get into local things it's like you don't like a, a a city commissioner you you can get together and you can make oh yeah that city as commissioner a neighborhood you can make a big and, difference yeah, you can make a huge difference when it comes to a, a mayor governor city council um you know school board all that stuff being involved your voice does count and you can, if if enough people don't like what they're doing, you can affect change what's the, uh, fairly easily. What's the state organization that was going to have the initiative on the ballot? Is that Reclaim Idaho? Reclaim Idaho. Yeah. I love Reclaim Idaho. I don't always like what they're pushing, but I love the idea that the people of the state get an opportunity to vote on something that's really, really important. I mean, regardless of what that issue is, whether you want more education money, you want to try and legalize marijuana, you want to try and... I don't know. Just take your pick. Initiatives on the ballot. I wish we could vote on more big things yeah. as a as a whole, as as the people. You know, put those big issues out on the table and see what everybody thinks about it. Vote it in or out. Crow uh, from Nampa writes in a uh, text message. I wouldn't vote for a Democrat for dog catcher. The problem now is there there is so much fake news out there. You just don't know what to believe anymore. The liberal news media, political parties have mastered the concept. If if you repeat the lie often enough. It becomes the truth. It's from Crow in Nampa. Well, Crow, there are plenty of good news resources out there. Thanks for the phone calls. Thanks for the emails and participating. Uh, we're going to be on a 20-hour break, as I mentioned. Uh, Rick is probably going to be back tomorrow. Chris has a oh, uh, doctor's appointment. No. Oh, crap. Son of a... <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, Appreciate have, it, guys. Have yourself a great day. We'll talk to you.